Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. My name's Emma. Thanks for listening. Last Sunday, Manchester women played their first game in over a month at the Academy Stadium as we welcomed visitors Bristol City to the CFA. It seemed too much of an ask to expect that Bristol would be able to compete for the full 90, having had to front a weakened team due to the loss of five first-team players due to the club following COVID protocols. However, for the first 40 minutes or so, Bristol looked very much in the game despite City's dominance on the ball. In the earliest stages of the game, Bristol shown great response by capitalising on a rare Bonner mistake against the run of play to bring the game level following an earlier unfortunate own goal by keeper Sophie Bagley. City headed into the break though 4-1 up after a few quick succession goals late on in the half. It would be a mountain to climb for Bristol and a tough 45 minutes ahead. In the second half things went from bad to worse for Bristol City as City were ruthless in attack. We took our opportunities when they came which reflects in the full time score of 8-1 but it's hard not to get too carried away given the circumstances heading into the game. Happy with the result we recorded our all time winning margin in the league outdoing our 7-1 against West Ham but more importantly a great spray of goals and players contributing throughout the squad. We looked great on the counter-attack and it was pleasing to showcase our clinical edge heading into the upcoming Derby Double. This week we're joined by Dave and Jane for the OSC and Rodney Cyrus, host from On and Off the Pitch, as we preview not one, but two upcoming Manchester derbies. But first, hear from head coach Gareth Taylor and Ellen White speaking ahead of Women's Football Weekend and our trip to Lee Sports Village, home of rivals Manchester United. Yeah, feeling good, feeling confident. It's um, you know, it's going to be a great weekend. Obviously, all of the games being shown and staggered at various times, um, celebrating Women's Football Weekend. And uh, yeah, ours is obviously one of the pick pick of the ties, um, and it's something that we're we're geared up for and really looking forward to. I think it's uh, it's a great opportunity for us, you know, especially to go within two points. Um, they've made a good start to the season in the WSL. Um, they've hung on in there. They've had some good results. And they're at the top of the league. So, you know, for us, I think it's a real good opportunity to go there on Saturday, put on a good performance, um, stay in the game and make sure we, we try and come away with the three points. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's important. But every game is this season, you know? I think that's fine if, if, if everyone wants to put them as, as the favourites. Um, for us, we, we concentrate on what we can do, um, how we can perform, the intensity of our play and obviously wanting to win three points. Um, but, you know, we'll be really diligent and professional in the way that we approach the game. It's, it's a massive game. It's a Manchester derby. Um, so it, it, it's a massive game for us and, and we're really excited by it. We've had a really good training week and, and can't wait for the game really. But yeah, our preparation doesn't change. It stays the same and we just uh, look forward to, to the game and, and hopefully put on a really good performance. Favourites, underdogs. I mean, we've been in that position before. Um, you know, everyone's opinion would be, be different on that, potentially on seeing them. Um, doing quite well in terms of 
of winning games in the league and only dropping two points so far. Um, but that's, that's up to other people to decide. Like Ellen said, we're control the controllables, make sure we focus on what we do. Um, and the way I see it is a real good opportunity to put three points on the board for ourselves and, and start to really uh, close in on those top places. I think if you look at the last three games, we had a tough week. We had a real emotional week as well with, with winning at Wembley. Um, but I think it was like four, uh, 14 goals, 15 goals, something like that, you know, in the, in the three games, three against obviously Everton, three against Liverpool in the, in the Continental Cup. And then going in and, and scoring eight goals against Bristol at the weekend was, um, you know, that's something more like it. And I think we've been knocking on the door for that kind of uh, light in the blue touch paper, if you like, and, and really setting it off. And, you know, I don't see any reason why we can't go on and, and improve on that. I know it was a record score for the club at the weekend. Um, but with this group of players and the talent that we have and the ability that we have, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went and beat that this season. It'd be a tough achievement, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. It was incredible to play at the Etihad kind of last season and, and obviously for, for women's football weekend to have so many people go and watch the games. Um, yeah, it would have been an incredible crowd, but unfortunately we can't quite have that. But hopefully we can have as many fans as possible watching the game at home, supporting at home. Um, obviously, Gareth said that, you know, the games are all staggered, which is, is amazing. So, you know, everyone can view every game. So, um, yeah, hopefully our, our fans can enjoy the, the match uh, back home and be supporting us. We've had some good performances, uh, not so good performances. Um, you know, the last time we played them was in the FA Cup uh, last season. Um, and obviously we won that game. Um, but yeah, I think it's always an exciting one, obviously, to have the Manchester derby now within women's football is, is, is amazing. Um, and for us, it's all about, um, yeah, getting the performance and, and getting the three points. But yeah, it's, it's a massive game. It's an exciting one. And it, it's amazing that now it's part of a of a of our um, calendar now, which is, is which is great. We're obviously watching, you know, the games that they've played previously. Obviously, they've they've had a really good start to the season, um, and you know, we're we're concentrating on we, what we can do. Um, our performance, you know, we've had a good training week. Obviously, we've come off the back of a tough week last week. Obviously, three games, but you know, we we put in some really big performances, um, scored a lot of goals, and I feel like we've got a really good momentum going forward now. So um, yeah, it's a massive game for us and a chance for us, like like Gareth said to to put some points on the board and, and hopefully come away with those three points. There's no doubt that they've got some great players on, on their team as well. So it's going to be a challenging match for us, but um, we've got some very good players on our team. So uh, yeah, it's a, it'll be a really good battle and, and hopefully we'll come out uh, winning. Everyone's um, looking in good shape. You know, we've got a, a solid squad outside of the kind of normal injuries that we've had. Um, everyone's looking good. Everyone's kind of knocking on the door. Everyone's looking really sharp in training and um, Yes, it's obviously a great uh, bit of decision-making for me to be able to make um, in having a full squad to choose from. We're missing out on having the supporters there, especially at a weekend like this. The weekend we had a couple of weekends ago at Wembley, you know, it's kind of uh, a little bit bittersweet when we haven't got our family, friends and loved ones and, and obviously our great supporters with us. Um, but again, you know, we have to trust what the, the government is asking us to do and... Uh, and like I say, hopefully things change soon for the better. Yeah, I think it's a great rivalry. Um, and to, to now have it within the, the women's game as well is, is incredible. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully um, we can put on a big performance. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great rivalry to have. Um, really competitive game. Obviously, we would love to have fans and supporters and family and friends be able to come and watch that game. But, you know, hopefully they can support back home. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a great derby, a really exciting game, um, and and hopefully it will be uh, amazing for all the spectators watching back home. They're currently at the top at the moment, um, but there's no medals in November, as far as I'm aware, unless they've changed the rules. So there's plenty of uh, plenty more opportunities to come this season. Teams are going to take points off of one another. Um, there'll be some really important games and some important moments. And this is a big one at the weekend and one that we're really looking forward to. We can't do a derby preview without speaking to a United fan, obviously. So here is Mr. Woso himself. <laughs> Get in! <laughs> Host of On and Off the Pitch, Rodney Cyrus. Thanks for joining me, Rodney. I know you're a busy man. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing? Is life treating you well? Life is treating me well. I'm not too bad. I'm much better than the last time we spoke when I was really tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, life's, life's not too bad. And obviously Manchester United are on top. So, you know, that's like the icing on the cake, really. God, we've only just started, Rodney. Just you know what just to kind of give balance the the mr Woso title even though i do like that i should get a t-shirt that says mr Woso. i like it i like yeah. it um so let's get stuck in not just yeah. one uh but two upcoming manchester derbies it's like you wait for one all this time a huge three points available for the taking on saturday united currently top of the women's super league uh, without gloating too much, if you can, uh, how would you summarise Manchester United's start to the season campaign? And has it taken you by surprise? Right, I'll, I'll, I'll answer those that those two questions in reverse. Yeah. It has taken me by surprise. It has. I wasn't expecting this kind of development so quickly. And, and I'm always kind of, you know, the glass is slightly half full because I'm very cautious because I know how quickly things can change in football. Yeah. And as a fan... You know, I know there are fans that are very upbeat all the time. I'm always cautious because, you know, once the manager does their job in the week, the players go out and it's down to them. So you have to see what they do on the day. On the day. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Um, happy, definitely, with regards to where, where, where they are. What I've seen, I mean, you know, from a Manchester United point of view, you know, I can remember when... Um, Jane Ross signed and you know we've had conversation you like Jane Ross and I'm not thinking she needs to play in a pair not not to be isolated and and this this season we've seen her on the on the score sheet you know for me and, and she looks happy when she has been picked I've seen Manchester United go into games and be not so much just about a defensive unit but much more forward thinking in terms of how they're going to um, approach the opposition with a high press and um, defend from the front. And uh, yeah, and the players who are in the team and those who have arrived have, have, have gelled really well, not just the, the American superstars, but, you know, like Russo and and um, I'm going to say Batil. I'm going to get it right, you know, because someone's going to pull me up on the pronunciation. Oh, no. Um, just really happy. Just really happy with the, the, the way that um, the girls are playing. Uh, um, I, you know, I'm not one to jump up and down and say a lot as well. I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm kind of very kind of like down. Dead, <laughs> I play it really, I'm like low, I'm, yeah, I'm a United fan, but I'm keeping it low, uh, low key. But but to see, to see that performance against Arsenal and to see where Manchester United women are right now is really nice. It's really nice to see. And I'm just, uh, you know, if I, if I could, 
smoke a virtual cigar on your on your pod, I would smoke it and just sit back and put my feet up. And I'd hope you choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with regards to United, we talk about this five-year plan. How far ahead do you feel United are at the moment, given where they're at in terms of the league? Things seem to be coming together. Do you feel that they're ahead? No, I wouldn't say ahead. It'd be too soon to say ahead. Again, as I've said, I'm slightly cautious. You, you can only say you're ahead once you have your hands on silverware. That, that's the, For me, a five-year plan means at some point in time, you're going to be holding something materialistic that you can point towards and say, this was for the fans, this is for the club, this is a mark in terms of the history that the girls are going to make. It doesn't matter what level of football you play, whether you're playing under nines or whether you're professional, winning a trophy is everything. You know, your memory of a particular game will change, will fade, will shift over time. Having a trophy tells you what you did on that day, what you did for that season. So in terms of the five-year plan, you know, I'm not going to say they're ahead of schedule. I'm going to say they've, they've moved quite close to the door. Whether they get their hands on a, on, on a piece of silverware at the end of this season, then that's the marker mm -hmm. as to whether or not they're ahead. But at this point in time, they, they're, they're just doing well. As, as a United fan, in terms of gauging so, sort of this season and it, its success, how would you sort of measure that? What would you want as a fan from the season? What would be a success for you? For me, it's silverware. Silverware. Uh, you, uh, it's, maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my age. A lot of fans are like talking simply. They go, oh, it's got to be about getting into Europe. I don't care about European football unless my team has won something. Because I can't go around and talk about, yeah, it means, oh, we're in Europe. It doesn't mean anything. I want the team that I support or I follow to win a trophy. Bottom line, I'm not going to have any joy talking to anyone about, oh, yeah, they're in Europe. It means nothing to me. For some fans, it means everything. That's great. But, you know, I know that when you get close to, to winning a trophy and you don't win it, it stings. So to hold a trophy, <laughs> to hold a trophy means so much. It means it's, it's the benchmark of where you, not only where you are, but where you, want to, where you want to be all the time. A huge three points available for the taking on Saturday. Last time these two rivals met, was back yeah. in January of this year in the FA Cup. Oh, that feels uh, such a long time ago. Yeah, and as we, it was uh, Ellen White, a uh, double, saw Man City reach the fifth round of the FA Cup in January. Beating your rivals 3-2. Jill Scott also scored the other goal. A tight end-to-end -end encounter with all the Derby feels and the Derby drama. Are you going to be expecting much of the same on Saturday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I think these, I think from a Manchester United point of view, there'll be a, a, a hint of revenge, a hint of not even so much revenge in, 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 in the sense just on that game, but in terms of stature and positioning for the pride of the city um, and in terms of fan rivalry, but also in terms of what Manchester United want to say to Manchester City as a club, like we've arrived, we're not just, you know, a collection of people that have come together frequently, we're here. Mm -hmm. um, so that it's it's really important to get three points, but that that's about what we say now. What happens on the pitch, you know, it could go either way. I'm expecting a really good game, and I and I, we've mentioned. I mean, we talked elsewhere 
about about the game itself. And you know, for me, I'm looking at it and think it's going to be about individual battles, mm. individual battles, key areas, flanks, middle of the pitch, the center, the center, the center back areas, and all the, the the focal point of the attack for each team. Who wins those individual battles? Um, to kind of add to the extra 10% that will push their team forward to get the three points. I'm so excited for this game. Mm. Honestly, I just... Do you feel as though there's there's more riding on this game? Because obviously having met in the past now, the Derby's become obviously established as a standout fixture in the calendar. And this one seems to have so much more on it in terms of leverage. Um that's a good question. I, I would say, I would say possibly yes, I, and I think more more so because of the where because of where either team are in terms of league position. Um, if it were that Manchester City were on top of the league and, and United were in the, the position where City are, there would still be the amount of pressure on the game. But people would look at Man United and say they're coming as underdogs. But it's there is much more importance on this, not just from that game but from the other girl games elsewhere in the league that are taking place this weekend, where drop points means you move positions in the league within a blink of an eye. Yeah, so more margins, isn't it, at the minute? Yeah, yeah. It's, in terms of, that's what I mean, in terms of individual battles, you don't want to be the player that causes your team not to get the three points. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. I mean, obviously, United, for... A city point of view, do you want to sort of tell us who do you feel that will be the players to watch um, <clears throat> within this United squad and who's impressed you so far? Well, considering all of the players that have come in, Tooney or Miss Toon, um, she's really impressed me. She always had um, the, the quality. Really sort of cementing herself within the squad, you know, as a, a regular starting player, which I don't think we saw as much of last season. No, we didn't. And, and that, I suppose one, that comes down to trust. Two, that comes down to the system. Um, three, that also comes down to the personnel that have come in that, that have enabled the team to play in a particular way, but also allowed Casey to, to pick a formation that, that works well. Um, Elatoon is, is, for me, a very intelligent player in that position. Um, not afraid to do the dirty work. Good box, the box engine. And got a good eye for goal, um, as Arsenal found out. So, you know, I'm really impressed with her. And, and for someone to come through the ranks, that that I think not only will she go down as being a, um, a, seen as a, a, an exceptional player for Manchester United this season, you know, in terms of the international scene, I think those that are on the scene now in terms of responsible and those coming in will be looking and thinking, we like the cut of her jib. She needs to be included because she adds something, something that's needed for Manchester United and, and its goals. And you need, you, for me, you need a goal scorer in your middle, yeah. in the middle of your team, not just your centre forwards. If your centre forwards having an off day, then your midfield need to step up. And and with her, really impressed with her. But I also like Hayley Ladd again. You know, another player who. It doesn't get the praise, doesn't get the, the plaudits, but just everything that you need a, a, a holding midfielder to do. Just really the person that, she's like the doorman. That you think you're going to sneak into that nightclub and the arm comes out and says, not tonight. You know, not tonight. 
you know, and <laughs> just come back tomorrow. You know, she's and she does it so well. And, um, and, and those are just two of the players that I've I've looked at this season. I thought I really, really. I mean, a lot of people have talked about Jackie Gronin and her energy and, and moving forward. And you know, I too like what I've seen. But sometimes you've got to look at the players that don't make as much noise on the pitch and those that kind of just do their job quietly and get about it and say, you know what, drop me and you see a different team. And I think with Hayley Ladd, she's one of those players that if you took her out, I don't think there's a player in terms of her positional play, her passing ability and her awareness of potential threats that could actually step in and do exactly what she does for Manchester United right now. Um, like you said, United will head into this game with a, an abundance of confidence following their 1-0 win against Arsenal. And for City, they'll be looking to bridge the gap between their current fifth place standing and the top of the WSL. I mean, points drop for City, and I really don't want to say it, will poten- has, the, has the potential to affect their title chances. <laughs> I just... I, I really feel this is a must-win game for City, you know, uh, and, and equally United will be looking to pick up points in this game because I feel that potentially come up against the big three. I think the big three thing goes right out the window in yeah, yeah. so far, but they'll have picked up good results and I kind of feel that there's more on us to go out there on Saturday and get something from this game than I think there possibly is on United, to be fair. Yeah, there there, there is. I think there's a lot more pressure on City. And that's why I am always cautious with these kind of fixtures. Wonder Derby always brings about a lot of talk, a lot of hype, a lot of expectation, and then it can fizzle out to be like a nil-nil or a one-nil. But at the same time, for both teams, they want to they want to get three points. This is a weekend where the league can change so quickly, yeah. depending again on the results. You know, City need the three points. Uh, Manchester want to win. Manchester United want to win. And you say they need the three points, but they don't want to go and approach the game in a way where they're open to any kind of attack, where they can see goals, uh, where they can see possession in areas that are dangerous. So as much as I know that Manchester United will go into this game very, very confident and the fans will be confident, there's still a game to play. You have to, you know, we what we say and do won't have an impact on the pitch and the players will go out there and they will have in their mind what they need to do. I am under no illusion, as much as I've kind of smiled all the way through this conversation, Emma, which is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I am under no illusion about the potential threats that Manchester City pose in the derby. Yeah, because it may, I'm not even looking at league form and posi- I'm, I understand the position. And, and what I will have in my mind is that like Manchester United, City have brought in a number of players and they've tried to kind of adjust how they play and bring them on board. Slowly but surely, that City team is is is, is going to settle down and click. What I don't want is for it to click this weekend. You can do it in December, please. <laughs> <laughs> do you think with the... I mean, you've mentioned, obviously... Uh, US imports that have, have come into the squads, both squads. Do you kind of feel the Derby Day feeling will translate to those players? Do you think they'll rise to the occasion? Yeah, I think they will. I've, I've got, I have no doubt that those international players are it's what you call astute students. They will know the history of the club. 
They will know the history in terms of the rivalry between the fans, um, you know, and what you have is, is uh, um, two players on either side who, who play for the national team in America and they understand the importance of what you call big game scenarios. And they will bring that, that a, their A games to this game. Um, you know, I am concerned a little bit about that. I am concerned that, you know, of, 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 of those two players in the Manchester City ranks from America who may bring that big A game and 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 turn up. Uh, I'm what that's what I'm worried about, um, um, and and people will think why, and I just think I just we've seen a lot of Sam Lewis, and we talked a lot about her, and she's got she's got in on the goals. I'm a, I'm I'm worried about Rose Lavelle just like just clicking, and it being the day where she just goes, this is what I can do. I hope that happens. Yeah, I'm not. I'm worried about that. I'm really. I'm like thinking, no, like, two weeks time she can do that, not this week. Yeah, um, it, it really is going to be a great encounter. Um, it's just a shame that obviously fans can't be, be there because I think the atmosphere uh, would have been incredible uh, within the LSV. Have you got a bit of a prediction? <laughs> uh, you put than... me on the spot the other day, so I'm just. Gonna... <laughs> I'm 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 not going to say confident. Confidence is is for someone who's got insider trading in information. I'm hopeful for a United win. In terms of scoreline, that could be anything from 2-1 to or 3-2. But the, the derbies always throw up anomalies in terms of what a team will do on the day. And yeah. you may, you know, as I say, I'm really confident about Manchester United going into this game, considering their form, considering who they've played so far. Yeah, I'm going to say United win with my fingers crossed and my feet crossed and my toes, not my toes, I can't cross my toes, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I'm hoping for a, a United win and we'll just see what happens when we get to the day. Yeah, bring it on. Bring um, it on. <laughs> great that the game is available for everyone to enjoy via yes. uh, BT Sports so it's accessible for all fans. So yeah, let's let's just see what happens and then we can discuss or whatever it is. <laughs> time uh, just tell us about um obviously your channel uh on and on. oh gosh yeah it's it's strange the way things have kind of morphed over over the time that it's been on, on and off the pitch um doing a number of different things obviously you've been a part of it joining the podcast we called the wsl takeout which is a fortnightly episode looking at the wsl games and anything else um i've started also uh, to go to some championship games, showing some love there and doing a, sh a short kind of reader's digest summary of review um, of results. Um, one should be out later, hopefully, uh, get my act together. Uh, and um, speaking to some of the players and the managers after their games. And then I kind of had a number of interviews that I do with my little an interview with series, uh, one out this week with uh, Martin Sinclair, um, who's played for um, the cerebral palsy team for Team GB in England, um, brother of Scott, a really nice guy. And I've got a number of interviews coming out uh, with another young man, uh, say young, younger than me, who's played in the um, cerebral palsy team for Team GB and um, current, another individual who's working with um, TalkSport at the moment. But yeah, the, the, the channel, as I call it a channel is is for me is going well it's varied I I change 
and look at things that are interesting to me and talk about the football things on and off the pitch. And sometimes there's a little bit of politics. Yeah, a little bit of politics. <laughs> It's a great channel and it's it's obviously to have a bit of involvement with it too we'll put yeah. a link in the podcast episode bio so you can um go check it out and like and subscribe and do all that stuff that you do on YouTube. yeah just I say hi no idea about yeah just say hi just say hi i mean i also do like a right i call it a sunday show where kind of i review something over the week around sport and and what i found in the last few episodes is i've talked a lot about diversity and just picked up things that have happened in the week. And obviously this week, there's been a certain individual from the FA saying something which was kind of, you know, a little bit out of step with the, the times that we live in. And um, that might be on the next episode. But anyway, um, please um, check that out. But also make sure you give some love to this, this channel because it's great. I love it. And um, Emma does a lot of great work. And she's a, a really fine person to know. I call, her a, I call her a friend. Let's say that. Oh, we got numbers. You're so cute. It's not <laughs> even what we're here for, mate. <laughs> um, Make sure you show Emma some love, please. Come on, guys. Show um, love. Thanks, Rodney. If you can just let us know what your Twitter account is. Oh, gosh. I was going to that. It, it's at on and off the PIT1 for the channel. And for me, it's at Rodney underscore Cyrus. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll catch up soon, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely catch up soon. Thanks for having me on. Up United, go on, I'm up the red school. <laughs> Get him Get him off. <laughs>
yeah, we do go in as underdogs on on possibly on Saturday, but you know we have we have more experience of these kind of games as well. It's a hard one to call, really. And we were we were very really much the underdogs the other, the other week, uh, the other month when we played Arsenal in in the cup, and that seemed to suit us. The fact that nobody really fancied City besides City fans before that game, the media pretty much wrote us off because Arsenal were in such good form. And that seemed, if anything, to spur us on to play better. And I would probably say, along with the cup final itself, that was our best performance. Yeah. So if we can reach those levels again, there's no reason why we can't go and win on Saturday. Without yeah. a doubt. I mean, it's always great to head into games like this with no fresh injury concerns, uh, especially for Gareth Taylor. Full squad at his disposal, apart from, you know, those that we know of with Hemp, mm. uh, Campbell and Mannion. Uh, but we've really seen uh, Gareth utilise the squad, especially in the last few games. Do you feel like there's like really healthy competition p- for places within the squad at the minute? I think there is really good competition. I think if you look at most positions, there's probably two players who are who are vying for that position and that can only spur each player on to kind of play the best because they know there's somebody who can come in and who can take their position without, you know, without question, I think. He's done really well in the rotations that he's made recently, I think. It's kind of, you know, Laura Coombs has come in and done an absolutely brilliant job when she's come in. So I think, you know, people would have looked at that and thought, you know, oh, well, Laura Coombs is always going to be a second choice. But it just shows that she's got the ability to kind of come through and, you know, she can fight for her position and she can, you know, fight to be the first choice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably hard to predict who is actually going to start on Saturday, really. But who would you like to see involved within that starting eleven? Well, there's a few names you would obviously want to see start um, due to current form. Um, two that I'd pick out for myself there would be Chloe Kelly and Sam Mewis, who've both been excellent all season. Um, obviously, you'd want to see a nice settle. The, the back four will be interesting to see what he goes with. I think other than Steph, and probably Lucy. The other positions might be up for grabs. He's played Alex Greenwood almost as a centre half a couple of times as well. So it'd be interesting to see, and everyone has the has the viewpoints on that. Um, but as James, it's good to have such a, a versatile squad available. Uh, where, he, where you know, I don't ever like to refer to it as people being dropped. It's all about rotated. And as you said, we've got two derbies this week: it was Saturday and Thursday. I'm sure that a lot of a lot of the squad will see some game time over the over the course of the two games. Manchester United currently sit top of the table. Hopefully not for long, right? <laughs> Can't get used to seeing them at the top of the table. Um, last, <laughs> time we met, time. <laughs> last time we met was in the uh, fourth round of the FA Cup back in January earlier this year with uh, the additions that they've made United across the summer. They really do seem a tougher opposition. Therefore, do you feel it will be uh, a tougher test for City? I mean, it's going to be a tough test. It's, you know, they've shown the top of the league at the moment. So kind of, you know, yeah, they've started the season off really well. Um, But I think when it does come to a derby, it kind of goes out the window a little bit. I've seen plenty of derbies in the past where the team who were who were higher up in the league or the team you expect to win and not the team who necessarily go on to win it. So I'm confident from a City point of view. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I don't watch United, obviously, every week, but uh, I know they've drawn with Chelsea at home and they've beat Arsenal. And as you say, they're sitting top of the league, unbeaten. So they're obviously doing something right and playing well. There's no two ways about that. But as Jane says, a lot of form books can go out of the window in derbies. And, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes about who wants to say that more on the day. Um, 
you know, but you've got to be very careful because this, besides it being a local derby and the, the usual bragging rights always, wherever, wherever you are in the league, the bragging rights are up for grabs in a derby. This is a crucial game for both teams in terms of the league position as well. So, you know, there's it, a lot riding on it and uh, it, hopefully it should be a cracking game. We're just gutted that fans aren't there, you know, both sets of fans because derby day is about the fans as well. So mm. that's such a shame, but it is what it is as it has been all season. Yeah, there'd be added atmosphere at the LSV, given obviously Greenwood coming to City, the Americans, you know, and the impact oh, that they've yeah. had. You know, are they going to, you know, is that rivalry, Manchester derby rivalry, going to translate um, amongst the international imports, do you think? I think it will, yeah. We've seen it happen in the men's game, so I can't see any reason. I mean, the, the, the four Americans that you're talking about, the two at United and the two at City, um were big, big signings. They made like headline news across, and I think it'll have created an, certainly created an interest that we know of with City fans in America being a lot more interested in the women's game. Uh, we've had people join up the supporters club and stuff. We've had members from America, new members from Canada as well. So uh, I think, although it's a local skirmish towards it, is now a worldwide game, City versus United, whether it be the, the men, the women, the youth teams, you know, they are now worldwide teams and there will be a lot of interest. So I'm sure that rivalry here is there and the players are realising that as well. Obviously, you spoke how vital this game is, both derbies, but I, I kind of feel like with this, with the, the WSL on Saturday, um, you know, we really need to be looking at bridging that gap between um, our current positioning and, and top of the table. It's really nothing but a win for City that we're going to be looking at here. We really need to pick up these points. They're going to be vital to our season campaign. Yeah, that's it. Forget about the fact that it's a derby. It's a game that we need to win and we need three points from to close in on the team who are above us in the table. So, you know, irrelevant about the fact that it's a derby. The points are really important in this weekend. Yeah, I agree. uh, See, I mean, you can only worry about your next game, can't we? We'll worry about next Thursday after we've played Saturday. Um, The most important game is the next game and it's a crucial league game. You know, that we need to have seen Gareth put that today and he mentioned it in his thing. You know, it's an, it's an important game for us. We want three points, no matter who we're playing. And, and also this weekend, it's the um, Women's Football Weekend, a weekend which took place this time last year for the very first time, following on from its huge success and record-breaking crowds. It's just disappointing, again, that, you know, fans won't be there, but it's great to see that, you know, there have been staggered kickoffs. It's It's enabling fans to tune in and, and follow the action along from the whole weekend as well. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's kind of putting it out there to a to a bit of a wider audience. Things like the fact that, you know, the derby was supposed to just be on BT Sport to start with. But now they put it so it's free. So people who don't subscribe to BT Sport can watch it on the YouTube channel and watch it on the app and things like that. So it brings it to kind of a bigger audience who might not necessarily have been able to watch it otherwise. Yeah, and like you say, showing every game staggered. So in theory, can you now watch every single game without, you know, one after the other over the two that days? Passover. I've not so, looked at it literally. I think, I think that's the idea. <laughs> you, but obviously. I think that's the idea, like you say, yeah. Yes. So if you've got to be stuck at home and you want to watch them all, you can do. That's great. You know, it's at least it keeps that initiative going for next season when hopefully we're all back in. You know, that this this is going to be a regular thing now, the Women's Football Weekend. Mm. Um, you know, they'll probably even try and get derbies and, and games of this ilk uh, for these weekends because I think... Uh, it's the Birmingham derby, isn't it? Birmingham and Villa. 
Yeah. Um, do Chelsea play Arsenal this weekend? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you see, you know, big games and important games. So yeah, it's a great initiative. Hopefully, they'll keep it going. Uh, a quick prediction then for the for Saturday, guys. Uh, I'm going for a two nil City win. Well, that's confident. I, told, I, like told that. you, I will yeah. back my team to the hill always. I, I think we need to win. So, but I do think it'll be a tight game because you're talking about two good sides. So, uh, I'll go for an entertaining. I'll go for another three two. Oh, I'll go for an entertaining game. It's not a, a re- repetition of that like <laughs> that game. I don't know. <laughs> three two oh. to City. I'll go for, but yeah, it should be a cracking game because it's the two great teams. Yeah, uh, it is going to be a great weekend. Uh, right, guys, do you want to just give us your social media so um, people can find you and tune in with your match day? Yeah, well, we we run we run quite a lot on match days and stuff at the moment as well. So it's uh, on the Twitter feed, which is uh, mcwfc underscore osc. Um, you can always get in touch with us on there. Uh, anyone wants to chat as well, our DMs are always open for everything football, anything to do with the sports club, anything we can help them. Uh, on match days with coverage and things like that anyone wants to get in touch happy to uh, and we also have a Facebook page which you can join up with yeah well enjoy the game guys and hopefully we'll catch up soon thank you very much Cheers. Emma thank you Emma take, right, care, take care guys Bye. we just wanted to congratulate Captain Steph Horton who has been named Women's Player of the Season at the Northwest Football Awards earlier this week for the second successive year don't forget you can watch Saturday's game against Manchester United live on BT Sport. Kickoff is 12.30pm. As part of the Women's Football Weekend, the game will be shown free on the BT Sport app, btsport.com and their YouTube channel. You can also watch the game live internationally on the FA Player. If you're not already, make sure you're following us across our socials at MCWFanCast. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave, Jane and Rodney for joining us and we'll be back next week. Stay safe, everyone.